Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I mentioned, and you will have heard in the news bulletin today, that 130 new jobs are being created this morning uh, as Pennies opens a new, bigger store in Dublin, in Dundrum. It's now their third largest in the country. And we're asking today, in the era of sustainability, and that's the discussion that we constantly hear about, and we're not having a, a go at pennies, um, but why do we? Why was there so much outrage last month when Sheen opened their headquarters in Dublin? Um, and are we right to celebrate large, fast fashion outlets. Pat Kane is a sustainability advocate. Um, Pat's with us on the programme today, the founder of Use as well. Pat, why are people celebrating the opening of pennies but giving out about Sheen? Hi Andrea, how are you? Um, so basically they are pretty similar in what they do um, in the sense of like promoting overproduction, overconsumption, you know, that disposability culture. And of course we're not pointing fingers or talking to anyone buying from a fast fast fashion chain out of necessity. We get that. But those folks are not the folks supporting those brands and, in fact, helping them thrive, right? So we're looking at the guys who have a few, you know, bob to spare, a bit of change to spare, and are buying things just because, instead of really focusing on more mindful, I suppose, um, shopping behaviors, right? So the problem we have with the fast fashion chains and, and the industry in general is completely focused on the, the mindset yeah, that is not there in the sense of like, do I need this or am I buying just out of an impulse or just because it's so cheap? And if I don't like that, OK, I can just throw it in the bin and, and go again. Yeah. So it's it's to do so it's to do with contributing then to overconsumption and how do we when we look at our strategy in Ireland like how how do we square the circle of you know asking people to look at you know how many times they're using their car taking more public transport trips and yet we're talking about the fact that it's a great news story that we're opening another large fast fashion store yeah of course, you can't do everything. I think we need to be realistic. No one is perfect. Perfection is a word, you know, I would never use. We're just trying to do better. And if we can do better when it comes to clothing, right? A lot of times we're buying just because we like things, because we think they're pretty. And, you know, that's right. Yeah, that's okay. However, it's the how often we're doing those things. It's the reasons behind why are we buying more and more and more. Do we actually need those things? You know, fast fashion industry plays on our insecurities on the fact that, you know, we think we need more to be more accepted, to look better, you know, to fit in and to keep up with trends. When in reality, none of those things will make us happier or, you know, um, just more fulfilled, I guess. So, again, we're not trying to be perfect. We're trying to be more mindful of our choices always when possible, being it, you know, driving less, traveling less or shopping less. Um, you know, if we don't need to. The Minister of State at the Department of um, Enterprise, Trade and Employment, Neil Richmond, is is with us on the programme today because, Neil, I know you've described the Dundrum opening of Pennies as a true Irish success story. But in the era of sustainability and all of the different plans and programmes we've heard from uh, government about our um, climate change targets, are we right to celebrate fast fashion stores? Well, I think that's important that we we drill down into the detail, Andrea, because this is a true Irish success story. Humble beginnings in the 1960s. We see pennies today, 130 extra jobs, over 300 in Dundrum. But also, we've been quite clear in government legislatively and much else that we expect businesses to 
change their way, their practices, and to their credit, and I'm not here to speak on behalf of pennies, they have shifted and they are shifting in this area of sustainability. So give you the example, this store uh, that we opened today in Dundrum, um, it has an entire pre-worn section, it has the entire Primark pennies care section. These are where they are reselling clothes that have previously been sold, you know, designer labels, premiership football jerseys for a fraction of the price and getting them back in there. They're also you know, have a vast amount of their range is now sourced from sustainable um, producers, sustainable both in the terms of for the environment, but also in terms of paying people a decent wage and all that. You look at overall the Penny's commitment in terms of carbon footprint, their entire store in Carlo, for example, is carbon neutral. They're having that. So we are right to criticise Andrea fast fashion, but we also have to say when retailers, be it Penny's or others, make that pivot, um, so we also have to recognise that as well. And when I look more generally at this opening today, hundreds of people in Dundrum, their third store in Dundrum, they've moved location, expanded each time. Over 300 people are going to be working there. But crucially, they provide not just fashion, but homeware and luggage and many other things to people who don't really have another option. They need to, if they need to get um, some clothes for their children, this is their price range. We have to know that people um, are struggling. Oh, and with I, listen, I totally, totally really accept important. that. And I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Pennies fan, you know, myself as well. I'm not having a go with Pennies in this, but I mean, we're listening. I don't know how many times we've had discussions on this show about, uh, you know, government plans and programmes and we need bold, ambitious targets. Um, all of these are the different mechanisms we need to try and meet our climate commitments. And, you know, then we're celebrating the opening of a fast fashion outlet, a huge one. And I wonder, are we not speaking out of both sides of our mouth? No, this is the point I'm trying to make, Andrea. Yes, we're opening a brand new, um, bigger store. But we have to say, when we do make all these bold plans and we do make all these legally binding requirements on the retail sector or construction or agriculture, wherever it is, we also have to acknowledge when they have made that shift. And certainly in the case of pennies, they've quite clearly demonstrated that they've made a massive shift in terms of selling more sustainable produce, reused, recycled produce, reducing um, their emissions drastically. Um, and I think this is something for someone who's a minister for retail. I want to hold up stores like this and say this is the example okay. for larger stores and medium stores. And we have to talk about the good news stories when people are actually doing what we ask them to do yeah. well, that's, as well no, that's... as the more difficult That's a fair point then, Pat, is it? Listen, I think uh, it's it's the bare minimum requirement for companies with such big budgets, yeah, to do the best possible they can. So I don't think it's anything but an obligation for them to fulfill those points that the minister mentioned. The problem we're not addressing here is um, 100% around traceability, transparency, and 100% one of the sustainable development goals which is overproduction and overconsumption. We are not, you know, there's no LED bulb that will address overproduction. Yeah, so overproduction requires degrowth. It requires a business to understand that there will be an impact to their business model. You, will, you cannot expect to sell thousands and thousands of products every week or every day even and be sustainable because this is not... I completely agree in the sense of, like, we have to give credit where credit is. Mm. Oh, no, absolutely, due. yeah. But I think the, what, when it comes to sustainability and the true definition of it, you know, it's about less and fast fashion chains are not thriving because they're selling less, am I right? But isn't that the point? We, we, we go in and, and you know, you, like, you, you don't come out of pennies uh, rarely empty-handed. You, you'll pick up one or two bits when you're in yeah. there. 
Yeah, and you know, and again, back to the minister because I completely agree. It's a great price point, and and that's why I really like to make a, a, a disclaimer at the very beginning of this conversation. This is not what we are talking about. We're talking about at the majority that can and is supporting pennies or any other fast fashion chain, just because it's cute, because it's cheap, and it doesn't really matter if things go bad or you know you get damaged. Because you can buy more and more and more. Okay. Is, you know, is, is, is that, I suppose, part of the, the government plan, just minister in, in all of this, the fact that like, you know, we're, we are also, I mean, we're constantly talking about um, climate change and sustainability. We're also talking a lot too about the cost of living and about getting that balance right. Yeah, and that's a real difficulty. Yesterday I chaired the retail forum, an issue we discussed at length, and we have most most retailers in the last six weeks have reduced the cost of products, uh, over hundreds of products in store, because people are finding things are very tight at the moment. There is a cost of living crisis. And we have a situation here that we have a fashion store that has completely changed their model. Yes, they are low cost. Yes, they are fulfilling a very clear economic need, but they're doing so in a far more sustainable manner. So if people are going to be buying... Um, all, all, all these, um, not just fashion, but um, goods that they need, isn't it much better now that we're starting to see them from increasingly, and they will be more so from a more sustainable produce. They're buying, they have the ability not just to find out um, the small vintage shop off the back of South William Street, but they can actually go in store to a large retailer that has pre-loved, pre-worn clothes on sale in the biggest shopping destination in the country. They have uh, sustainable produce that can be traced right back to source, back to where they came from, and also they have completely completely eliminated things like air freight and moving around to shipping freight. Okay. Because whilst people will continue to do this and people have a necessity where they need to buy it, ultimately my kids grow like weeds at the moment, Andrea. I need to buy them new clothes and they have the option. And I bought some this morning uh, after I opened the store because they need them. Otherwise, they're not going to have the clothes. But I was able to buy clothes that are produced in a far more sustainable way in a store that, yes, you can talk about LED lights, but also have halved their carbon footprint. That is great progress. Let's move towards that. Let's hold up these okay. potential examples and St- say this is where we can make realistic progress. So stylist Laura Mullet is, is with us as well. Um, do you welcome the new pennies in Dundrum, the new store opening, Laura? Do you know what? I have to say I do and there's a couple of reasons for it. I completely agree about you know more education about sustainability is important but I think individually we have a responsibility to be smart about how we shop and not to be wasteful. Um, I think you can shop somewhere like pennies and get great value for money, but also have a good approach to circular fashion. Like, I bought a Penny's beach dress 10 years ago. I wear that every summer, all summer. Mm. I think if you're selective in what you buy, you mind it well. I mean, definitely mixing high-low, so looking into maybe these vintage sections is important. Like, I suppose for me, as a, as a fashion stylist, like, I was a personal shopper in Dundrum for the gust of 10 years. And the amount of mams I would get that would be so tight on money... And the appointment would be spent in pennies where they'd be trying to pick out little bits for their kids just to make sure. And I mean, they wouldn't be thinking of buying lavish things for themselves or like splurging on a pennies haul. They were methodically trying to stretch that 50 euro to make sure they're covered for the next couple of months. As the minister said about kids growing like weeds. So I think places like pennies can be a real safe haven when people can't just throw money at a problem and maybe they need to find things at Washba. I feel like the quality in pennies has gone up. I do think the value is really good and mm. I love the worn well confession. I've looked at it myself. I think it's really cool. I think it rivals a lot of great kind of vintage stores in town. And the great thing is it'll maybe make it more cool and acceptable to young teens that are learning about circular fashion. 
So is that, I suppose, Pat, what's important in all of this? As Laura mentioned there, it's the worn well and the pre-worn sections that every, you know, large outlet or retailer should have that. Yeah, no, I think it's back to the point that Laura mentioned there, you know, like the two of them, I have kids and I know exactly how it feels. However, back to the point, you know, where we need education. We need to, to understand that, like, there are better ways of doing things we need to do, not even things that we enjoy doing, but things we need to do. We need to feed our kids. How do we do that better? It's the same for clothing. So what are the best ideas out there? Can I buy secondhand? There are incredible shops out there for secondhand kids' clothing. Really great, you know. And it's great, again, like, once again, it's great to see progress. However, I think it's the bare minimum for large companies like Primark, for example. Yeah, so, um, and again, going back to what Laura said, it's fantastic to have a, a, a summer cover-up for 10, 10 years in a row. But how many people do that? I would love if, you know, someone from our government could stand there for a week and track. I bet it's a lot of young people who don't have that education to say, look, guys, do you know where this is coming from? Do you know how to look after this piece of clothing? If it goes damaged, you know, do you know you can repair instead of binning it? And there, you know, there, that there are other ways of looking after your clothing and making sure things last because money doesn't grow on trees, as we all know. And, you know, and things are tight. But, but going back to the point, people going through financial challenges are not the ones maintaining and helping those businesses thrive. And that's where education is badly needed. Um, just finally on that point, Minister, can I, and I just ask you, is there a requirement for all large retail stores now to have that, um, that the move to the pre-worn and well-worn concessions or sections in the department store? Well, I wouldn't call it a requirement, but there is a certain move. And it was very interesting. And, and Pat's right when she talks about the importance of education, because if we actually combine that with the market trends, increasingly what is... Um, when people do the surveys, in between the 18 to 24 um, age age group, sustainability is now a serious driver in the decisions they're making in purchases in terms of fashion, in terms of everything. And what we've seen, speaking to the large sale retailers, they know that they have to move this way. Like at the end of the day, pennies move this way for a multiple reasons, one of which is this is where the market wants. And I certainly think when we see large stores having that well-worn concession, showing that it can make money, that you can go in, and buy a Premiership football jersey for €35 Euro, or a premium pair of jeans for €40 Euro, that otherwise would be multiple that price in another store new. I think that is where we see that example. And certainly as a government, we want to work, uh, not necessarily with requirements, but work with retailers, not just in the fashion sector, but in, in white goods and homewares to see how much more we can develop that. Because I think this is something where we need to get the vintage stores um, out of the back streets and into the, the very accessible large shopping centres, high streets and everything do you, else. Do, do you think, Laura, consumers will welcome that? I think, it's, I think it's great that change is happening. I don't think change is ever going to move at a pace that everybody is going to be happy with. But I do think Gen Z are very woke when it comes to, you know, the way they shop and the way they live their lives and minding the planet. And I think that's great. That's how it's perceived and how the future can change. Um, we're all chatting here about education and I do think that maybe encouraging informed decisions for all age groups and kind of making people feel, you know, do a swap shop, like people privately making decisions as well. It's not just mm. putting it on the companies. Like these companies are there because people are purchasing from them. So I think if we can kind of all individually, you know, edu- go home, Google the subject, learn a bit more about it, yeah. look at our own closets, figure out, you know, can I, what can I rewear? What can I, you know, swap with a friend? And what can I rework? Or like, you know, being able to, 
it kind of get as much mileage out of your wardrobe as possible. It's not just good for your pocket, it's good for your social conscience yeah, as well. Absolutely. Stylist Laura Mullet, um, Minister of State at the Department of Enterprise, Neil Richmond and uh, Sustainability Advocate Pat Kane. Thanks a million to you all for joining us on the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.